Professional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 104. Hey, as a result of being out here on the front porch, I am uh, I am, am uh, uh, subject to the elements. Uh, today is a very windy day here in Southern California. And if you know anything about me or if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you'll know that that means that's a happy day for me. Uh, we have these Santa Ana winds that come off the mountain range and they just push against the suburbs. And I... Love it. So honestly, came out here early this morning. Those winds were pumping and I was really, really excited. But I am also fully aware that that does impact the quality of a podcast. But I am committed to truly, truly being out here on the front porch and um, and giving this podcast and working through this podcast, no matter what the weather is. Because I think it's important. I mean, I sit out here when it rains. I sit out here when it's freezing ice cold. I sit out here when it's hot. And so this morning, I am sitting out here in the wind. Uh, I hope that um, it doesn't disrupt too much. But I think a part of this is like this. this is here, here's why I like the wind. The wind is this silent thing. And you can feel it press up against you, right? We can see, like I'm watching right now, and we have a palm tree in front of our house. And the palm tree is waving. I can't see what's making those palm trees wave, but I know it's wind. I know wind is pushing in. I can feel it on my skin. And when I see that, and I sense that, and I feel that, I just think, Spirit of God, that's you. I can see all of God's impact around the world. But a lot of times we struggle because we, we go, I, I just can't see or I can't feel. Like we're, we're, we're um, addicted to kind of sight and sound, you know, or, 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 or touch. You know, we want to be able to see it. And I think what's so beautiful about the wind is we know it's making an impact on, on creation. We can feel its presence against us, but we can't see it. And I think um, it takes faith. And I, but I also think like Hebrews 11, one talks about, uh, about the evidence, right. Of the things unseen. And so I, I love that about the wind and it is a great reminder, a great example that the spirit of God, the presence of God is all around us all the time, constantly making an impact. And it's in these moments where the wind is blowing that I really sense his nearness to me. His closeness to me, I can, it's like I can feel it. And maybe this morning or maybe this afternoon or maybe tonight, whatever it is for you, you just need that. Maybe like wind, sit down and imagine the presence of God pressing into you and you sense him and you feel him and maybe acknowledge you're here. I know you're here and I know that you love me. Hey, for those of you who uh, listen, thank you so much and for the, and subscribe and toss some of these episodes out on your social media feeds. I really, really do appreciate that. And for those of you who have made donations, um, 
Uh, we have a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional, where you can kind of make monthly donations. But here's what I, a few people have emailed me and sent me messages on Facebook and just said, hey, I don't want to do the Patreon thing. Can I just send you a check? Absolutely. Um, and uh, I do Venmo too. So I just want I just want to say thank you. I, I always feel weird around this particular part of the conversation, but I'm also really confident in the work that God is uh, God is doing through His proclaimed Word in all in all different medias and mediums. And so I sit here on this front porch, and I'm grateful and thankful for those of you who continue to be a part of what God's doing. Uh, Matthew five ten. Are coming into these be attitudes, Jesus is like, this is what you need to be like as you are in the kingdom of God. This is what it means to be kingdom citizens. Jesus is like, this is what it means to follow and live for me. And he says this in 510. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. <laughs> for theirs is the kingdom of God. I cannot help. I cannot help. When I read this passage about thinking of the pastors that I've seen around the world, I've spent time with them in their villages. I've heard their stories. I've seen their tears. I've prayed with them. I've cried with them. In India alone, there are 800,000 open cases of Christians being murdered and abused that have never been tried, tried, never been investigated. There's an overwhelming sense of injustice in that. And yet, as I've sat with these people, they're unwavering. Broken, of course. Discouraged, of course. But unwavering in their desire to follow after Jesus and proclaim his good news to the communities and villages and countries in which they live in. That has so deeply impacted and shaped me. I, 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 I can't truly verbalize, and I'm like a verbal guy, how deeply this has impacted me. They are a part of me. I carry their stories with me. I carry their burdens with me. I wear it weighty. My soul is heavy because I know these men and women are giving up everything for the gospel. But here's the real problem as I reflect on this passage and as I reflect on their stories we hear these stories about pastors overseas or Christians overseas who are, are persecuted. And we think, man, that's so sad. Yeah, that's just so hard. That's really, really hard without ever reflecting on the fact that we are to be the same. We are to be the same. Maybe we look at America and we go, oh, yeah, man, that stuff doesn't happen here. Like, it's crazy that that happens in, in it, that happens in, in Africa and in India and around the world. Like, that actually happened. Wow. I'm so glad that doesn't happen here. But here's what I think every society, every society around the world is calling Christians out. They're calling Christians out. 
you know, the early followers to who Jesus was saying these words to were exiled, were beaten, and were murdered. You know, don't forget the Apostle Paul, right? He wrote most of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was a murderer of early Christians. And the reality is, is that the morals and the values that we as Christians stand for will make us many times an enemy of society. Because we are followers of Yahweh, of Jesus, of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's why our identity has to be founded in Christ has to be founded in Christ. Our identity cannot, cannot be associated with a certain political party or a tax bracket. It has to be aligned with Jesus's death and resurrection. And as a result of that, we will endure persecution. I want to be really, really clear. We will endure persecution. Jesus himself says this in John. He says, in this world, you will suffer. And so us trying to run away from that or to be blind to it is revealing something about us. It's telling us a story about where we see ourselves in light of society. But here's the thing, one of the things I just love about the Bible. I I love about the Bible. I love about Jesus uh, in in, in particular is this, is he calls his shot. The Bible calls it shot. Jesus calls it shot. You know, uh, in this world, we are called to be aliens in this world, right? And so the Bible's calling it shot. You know, they said like Babe Ruth, like Babe Ruth would point to the stands. He would point to the stands. He would call his shot. He'd be like, I'm hitting a home run. I'm right there. That's where I'm going. It was like he would look at the preacher or look at the preacher, look at the pitcher and go, hey, that's where I'm putting the ball you're about to throw me. The confidence in that, right? That's what the Bible that's what the Bible is, is doing. The Bible's calling it shot. Jesus is very blunt and honest here. He's saying this, if you love Jesus, if you love me, you will suffer. If you live out all these beatitudes, you will experience both loss and gain. That's what you will experience. And I just, what I find to be so comforting in that is it's not, it's not a used carsman, uh, used car salesman. Like Jesus is not a used car salesman. He's not rolling on the scene or we're not rolling on some parking lot and he's trying to pitch us the gospel, right? He's not trying to, to pitch us a, a brochure or, 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 uh, or kind of a marketing scheme to try to get us to be a part of his gang, He's going, if you want to join my gang, let me call my shot. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer 
in this world. I love that that's in the Bible. I'm like, why put that in there? If you're trying to, let's just say you're trying to start a cult. The last thing you're going to tell people is you're going to suffer. No, you want to show, you want to share all of the benefits, right? No, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. All you have to do is this. if you do this, then you get this. And Jesus is like, no, you've got to die. You've got to suffer. You know, and a lot of times when I'm talking death, I'm not talking physical death. Maybe for some, yes. But die to to myself. Die to the values of this world to embrace the values of Christ. And the question that the Bible is always proposing, is always proposing, is who do you want to serve? Who do we want to serve? Do we want to serve? This is, I mean, the Old Testament. This is the, the, the problem with the Israelites, the prophets, Joshua, the book of Joshua. They're always, who do you want to serve? Do you want to serve the world? Or do you want to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Who do you want to serve? You know, one of the deep struggles of being a human being is wanting to fit into whatever society that we are in. You know, we are called according to scripture, to be in the world, but not of the world. We are called to sacrifice for righteousness sake. Righteousness is this idea of being like Jesus, living like Jesus. So I want to be really clear here. Very, very clear. The world killed Jesus, the most loving, kind, compassionate human to ever live. All those values exist because he exists. He created those. He is the essence of those values. He lived those values out in perfection to the world. And the world killed him. That this declaration in verse 10 is an invitation to really follow Jesus. To count the cost. And what do we do as we count the cost, as we live like Jesus? What, what do we gain? We get Jesus. We understand what it means to be a kingdom citizen living in the kingdom of God. We will see the world for what it really is. But here's the most important thing. We see Jesus for who he really is. You know, there'll be a moment where when you see Jesus on the cross, and I know so often I kind of use that taking you there because I go there a lot. I just sit there and I, I see him there. You know, a harder thing that I've had to deal with is what does it look like to, for me to be there? What does it look like to see myself on that cross as a result of living like Jesus that I would see myself there and go, yep, that's appropriate. Because I, I, I want to lay down everything for, to follow after God. This is the core of what it means to follow after Jesus, that my life is not my own. It is a gift from God. And it is a gift to be lived out in the spaces and places he's called me to. 
And it will cost me. And it will cost us everything. Are we willing to sacrifice and, and be persecuted to live for Jesus? Because suffering is at the heart of being alive in Christ. So the question that I have is, is the way you are living your life for Christ costing you anything? It's a great thing to reflect on and think about. Slow down today and ask the question, why? I wonder why or why not? Father God, I, I must confess as I read through this passage, I'm deeply convicted. Deeply convicted because I settle so easily for the easy way out. Spirit of God, continue. Continue to convict us and lead us into your way so we can have your life for your glory. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.